And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, <laughs> when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, you know, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a comedy episode of The Red Skelton Show from 1951. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Jory must correctly answer more true or false questions about Orson Welles than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to our Hollywood 360 listener contestant, Jory. Hi, Jory. We have Jory live in the studio today. We're so glad you're joining us. Check her heartbeat. I want to make sure she's live. Hello, I'm here, and my heartbeat is racing. All right. right. So this is all about Orson Welles. He was born May 6th of 1915, passed away October 10th of 85 at the age of 70, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, born in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I will sell no wine. Before, Before it's, it's time. time. Remember Sound- those Palma song commercials? Of course. Palma song? <laughs> you have to say it like that, See, though. but you are you have, you know, you don't like Palma song. You like No, Roma. it's got to be Roma. Roma wine. But, you know, when you like wine, you like wine. That's you right. Know? Jory, you like wine? <laughs> you like a red wine or you like a white wine? I like or? both. I'm a kindergarten teacher. I uh, love oh, wine. Oh, God. Well, right. Yeah, whatever you got to do. Whatever it takes. Absolutely. And me, I have to sit across from Carl, so any wine will do. Absolutely. That's right. Uh, so I've got some true or false statements. Uh, so I will start with you, Carl. Okay. And uh, we'll go from there. Carl. Yes. Orson Welles has two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Is that true or false? That sounds... I, I would say one for acting and one for... Mo- one for probably, like, um, producing and one for acting. I'll say, yeah, two two sounds good. Two's right? Yeah. And so are you saying true? I'm saying true. Good. I am going to absolutely agree with that. That is absolutely right. You are both correct. It is true, but I will correct you. So the first one is for his contribution to radio. Really? And the second one is for his work in, in film. film. Oh. So either way, it's still right. Or either, you say either. You mean either? But I like as to say as either. The, as long as I'm right, I'm good. That's right. <laughs> Jory is right. We're, we're both, true and true. We're both on the board. Okay. okay. Jory, in 1937, he founded the Imperial Theater in New York City. Why? Was it lost? But um, Ching, I am not. I don't. I'm not laughing. I don't think so. You don't. Is that a false? I think it's false. Okay. It's definitely false. It is false. Mercury false Theater. Is correct. Mercury he founded theater. the Mercury Theater on Broadway. That is absolutely true. Wow, oh, I'm not stumping wow. anyone. Sorry. All right, Carl. <laughs> Orson Welles was a member of the Society of American Magicians. That is true. 
He I, was. I agree. It is true. Wow. wow this is just too easy. <laughs> All right. We're Here good, we go. Jory. Yeah, you guys are. are. Jory, he won an Oscar for Best Actor for the 1941 film Citizen Kane. I don't think that's true. No. I think Does that false. mean false? You guys false. are having trouble with the words here. Okay, it is false. <laughs> she is absolutely right. It is yes, false. Yes, she is. It was nominated. He was nominated for a Best Actor Oscar, which was also his first acting and role. Jory, and Jory said she didn't know anything about Orson Welles. She got every one of them right. But wow. he lost to Gary Cooper, who won the award for Sergeant York. I told you, there's crevices in the brain. I'm very Jory, happy with those crevices that those, right now. You know, <laughs> Carl has all sorts of crevices. We don't need to hear about them. Okay. Some are some are uh, deeper that, than others. Yes. Okay. Right? We'll leave that right yeah, there. We'll this is family there. friendly. Yes. Carl, he hired race car drivers to drive him around New York City. Well, you know, here's the. Um, Here's the thing about that, okay? It's it is true. He hired ambulances. He hired ambulances to drive him from one radio show to another. But those ambulances was were sometimes driven by race car drivers. So I'm just gonna say true to that. But it's it was ambulance drivers. Okay. Well let so, me let me clarify. Ambul- right. ambulance drivers are not race all right, car so drivers. All right, so then false. False. So what you're trying to say is false. I'm gonna say it's false. Jory. That was my gut was false. Well, your gut is always right. It is false. And you are correct because he hired, you know, he was a busy guy and yeah. he had radio shows all yeah. over the city. Hey, I, so, I can relate. Yeah, yeah, you are busy too. Yeah. Here you are. I you mean, know, you know. Doing this radio show. this radio show. You have to drive all yeah, the way over. Oh, yeah, it takes 25 minutes to get here. old jalopy car. Yeah, my... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I was just I'm don't so, make fun of my look, car. I was Come a little, on now. I was so tired of the rust and looking at the road that I took my own car today. Don't make fun of I'm my. No, I only make fun of you. I won't make Chevy fun of your car. Nova with okay. no with last, no floor. Last question: Orson Welles guest starred on the I Love Lucy television show. True or false? I have to say true on that one. Ooh, I think it was Here's Lucy. So I'm going to say false. Hmm. It's true. Yay! She was on I Love Lucy. Yes. Yep, it was you the third the episode I of the season host. six. Jory Go Jory. The host. I'm very happy. Wow. Well, <laughs> you get some prizes. You know what I don't know get? what they are yet. Okay, that's great. <laughs> I get an A plus. Bragging rights. <laughs> We've got some Twinkies in the other room. I saw those. Those were delicious. <laughs> Way to Thank go, so Jory. <laughs> great questions, Lisa. Thanks, Carl. Good job, Carl. Good job, Carl. Sorry you lost. I'm a I'm a Pretty sore loser. Yeah. I might be kind of He's like going to be uh, sore for days. Sorry, yes, <laughs> might be a little. Uh, might be a little sad the rest of the show. When we come back, it's the Red Skelton program. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right, Lisa, time for the Red Skelton Show. He, uh, You know what? After several 1937 appearances on the Rudy Valley Show, Red became the star of an NBC show called Avalon Time for Avalon Cigarettes. And um, then he was off to the races. By 1941, he was starring in the Rally Cigarette Program. A lot of times... These original radio shows, as you know, was, you know, they were called whatever the sponsor was. You know, the Johnson's Wax program with Fibber McGee and Molly, the Rally Cigarette program with Red Skelton. 
But he was the star of his own show from 19, thir- 1941 all the way into the 50s and made a very successful transition to television. He was just as popular, if not more popular, on television. He had all these characters, you know, like um, the punch-drunk boxer Cauliflower McPug, the uh, inebriated Willie Lump Lump, and Junior the Mean Widow Kid. Junior was his most successful, you know, that was the big one. You know, he played this little kind of brat, you know. Um, But anyway, he had uh, a great radio career and TV career, made movies too, very successful guy. We're going to listen to a 1951 episode, November 14th to be exact. This was sponsored by Norge which was like a refrigerator back then. I don't think they're around anymore. Anyway, here's part one now of the Red Skelton Show. Nickery dickery dock. Here's what the mouse said when he ran up the clock. You won't know what you're missing if you don't see Norge. (laughs) Transcribed from Hollywood, Norge, a division of Borg Warner, manufacturers of America's most modern automatic and ringer washers water heaters and home freezers, gas and electric ranges, originators, and world's largest manufacturers of self-defrosting refrigerators. Norge presents The Red Skelton Show. Brett Skelton, David Rose, and his orchestra, Lorene Tuttle, Pat McGeehan, and the Smith Twins will be me, Rod O'Connor. And now, the star of our program, Red Skelton. Thank you very much, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hiya, Rod. Hiya, Red. What's up? <laughs> well, I've, uh... <laughs> What's up? Have you tried to buy meat lately? <laughs> hey, it reminds me, I haven't eaten. I gotta go over to the Turkish bath and see if my hot dogs are done. <laughs> I gotta be careful, and that's where I do all my cookings, over in that, that steam room. Mm-hmm. Last week, I went in there, and by mistake, I got two sunburned midgets. <laughs> It stinks. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Look, just read. Don't agree. Okay. Well, you know, there must be a more honorable way of making a living. Yeah. <laughs> you mean than what we're doing right here? That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. Hey, how about you and me getting in a little business and we kind of team up, huh? Well, uh, what sort of business did you want to go into? Oh, I don't know. Should be something that we're both capable of doing. Oh, no, I'm not going back to Fresno to those wine factories. (laughs) I used to be known as Redfoot. (laughs) I used to stomp grapes, you see. My feet were so big, you Uh know. You you think I got big feet, though? You should see my father. He's got feet so big he has to put his pants on over his head. Well, let's see. Let's look through the want ad section of the morning paper and see if there are any businesses for sale. Oh, a bully idea. Bully. Good show. Good show. <laughs> You're in England too yeah, long. Yeah, England. You can see I haven't been wasting my time looking at those British pictures on television. <laughs> bully, bully, bully. Hey, get a load of this uh, item in the personal column here. It says, young man with pet skunk would like to meet young lady with airwick. <laughs> Well, that should be a whirlwind courtship. 
yeah. <laughs> hey, how about this for sale? A rabbit ranch. Stock includes two rabbits and an adding machine. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, we don't want a business like that. You have to count them every day or they get ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> this one looks good. Yeah. High-class restaurant in an exclusive neighborhood. Owner must sell because of ill health. <laughs> Probably been eating his own food. <laughs> hey, let's call that restaurant and see what's cooking, huh? Now, what would we do in a restaurant? <laughs> well, I don't know. I love to cook. Remember the birthday cake I baked for you? I sure do. The only part I could eat was the candles. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, you kidding Boy, I, I'm, I can really cook. You may not believe it. Any of you ladies got a pencil and paper, take this down. I'll give you a recipe for a cake that's wonderful. You take a, uh, a pound of flour, see? Mm -hmm. And then you take four eggs, just the whites, and you add the yellows later. <laughs> and then you take a cup of sugar and some shortening, and you mix it up real good. And then sprinkle paprika all over that. <laughs> Bake in an oven temperature of 500, the finest slab of Italian marble you've ever tasted. <laughs> I think I could sell that recipe to CBS. They can make a cornerstone for their new studio. <laughs> well, maybe we better just stick to the jobs we've got, Red. What do you say? Oh, if uh, the sponsors heard what's going on so far, we may not even have a job anymore. <laughs> We'd better call on Dave Rose to save us. Dave, strike up the band, and let's hear your arrangement of The Portrait of a Flirt. Thank you. 
from the Skelton Scrapbook of Satire, we present a story entitled Job Hunting. Chapter one is entitled Help Wanted Cowhand. And it concerns the poor man's Gabby Hayes, dead eye from Texas. <laughs> Get skinnier every time I see him. Well, you see, it's this way. I flip a coin every day, you see. Heads, he gets oats, and tails, I get beer. You know he's the unluckiest horse I ever see. <laughs> he's lost ten times in a row, you know. <laughs> Say, uh, you haven't seen any of the law around here, have you? Why, no. Tell me why you're so afraid of the law. Because I'm wanted in Texas. But they'll never take me back there. Of course, the way Texas is growing, I may not have to go back. It'll come and get me. <laughs> Thank you, Representative from Dallas. You know, did I? You look different from most of the cowboys out yes. here. Uh, tell me, what's wrong with your leg? Well, I'm bow-legged, that's all. Everybody in my family was bow-legged. Ma used to hitch rides on oil trucks. <laughs> Well, I haven't got time to stand here and chat. I gotta go round up some of the actors for a western show I'm putting on. Oh, well, look, that's what I wanted to see you about, Corny. Uh, you can count me in. You know, I can do some fancy shooting and I can sing a song with my educated horse. You, uh, really can handle them six shooters? Well, you just start counting. I'll show you how fast I am on the draw, boy. All right. Ready? One, two, three, four. Grunt. That's what it says here, grunt. You know, it ain't as easy as it looks Five You know, they get heavier every day, grunt Six, eight, nine Well, don't stand there, help me, will you? Just as I thought, you're nothing but a big blowhard Oh, yeah? You mean that, huh? Yeah I'm a blowhard, eh? That's right You say that to a Texan? Yeah Okay, I just ain't taking no foolishness today. <laughs> well, we'll see about that, though. Why, I say you shot before you pulled your gun. Yeah, I think I lost another toe. <laughs> I got an open toe boot here. Hey, help me take my boot off, will you? All right. Look, could I have my leg back? <laughs> Count my toes for me, would you? Hey, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven? I lost two of them that time. I think we'd better forget about that fancy shooting. Yeah. Uh, you tell me that that's an educated horse there? Yes, sir, that's really an educated horse. Now, watch this. Yeah. Hey, boy. Now, now pay attention, horsey. What is two and two? Come on, boy, one more. <laughs> well, uh, what do you think? Well, thanks just the same, did I, but this is a play we're putting on. I only need actors, so thanks just the same. Okay, giddy up, boy. Giddy up. 
I'd say Red Skelton is one of the funniest guys. When I listen to Red Skelton shows, I'm always, the whole time I'm just laughing because his, his, the way he delivers the joke, it's not only great writing, yeah. but he had such impeccable timing. He and Jack Benny had the best timing, you know? He's talking about, how many toes do I have? And you're like, seven? He goes, oh, I must have lost two somewhere. <laughs> well, it was funny. Uh, oh, know. my gosh. Red Skelton. We're listening to a November 14, 1951 broadcast. We'll get back to it in just a moment. Stick around. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host in total you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month become a classic radio club member at classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator log on to classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 that's 815-900-7535 And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. How many of you wish there was a better alternative to the sensationalism and outrageous bias in mainstream media? For more than 65 years, National Review has covered the most important issues and political questions facing the country from a common-sense conservative perspective. And as a longtime reader of National Review, I can honestly say that National Review doesn't fall for political fads or hysteria, and they never do clickbait. Their commentary and opinion journalism is rooted in a love for America and an allegiance to the nation's founding principles. And now National Review is offering Hollywood 360 listeners 60% off of any subscription option, and I would personally recommend their digital membership, NR+. With NR+, you can access all of their content on the website and app including the digital magazine, and you'll never get locked out of articles by the paywall. So members, including other perks like reduced ads on the site, and my favorite, in invitations to monthly calls with NR editors and political leaders. Just visit nationalreview.com slash Hollywood today to save 60%. That's nationalreview.com slash Hollywood today to save 60%. All right, we're listening to The Red Skelton Show, a broadcast from November 14th, 1951, sponsored by Norge. Is that what you have in your house, Norge? I have a Norge refrigerator. Yeah, it's it's like, um, what? It's uh, blue. It's got like the ice still all in there, you know, like keeping it cold. The ice, you know, like in the there. Ice like it's an ice box. Frost. There's it all has an fro- ice box on the There's top. all frost in there and everything. Well, that's what freezers do. Yeah. <laughs> they stay cold. <laughs> Uh, does it does it open up like up or does it have? It a, has like a big metal handle across giant, it. A big giant, uh huh. Exactly. Right, nineteen forty-seven Norge. Well, in your you know house. what? One day when you got your car fixed, I'll get my refrigerator replaced. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, we're listening to Red Skelton. Here's the conclusion. 
Chapter two of Job Hunting is about a punch-drunk fighter by the name of Cauliflower McPug, who's always imagining he hears bells and birds. Anyway, it seems one day he saw a help-wanted sign hanging in a restaurant window, and... I sound like Margaret being dragged through a knot hole, don't I? Hey, you ought to have a bell put on that door, and then you can tell when somebody comes in. Get smart, boy. Put a bell on that door. Well, there is a bell on that door. Didn't you hear it ring when you came in? What are you, a white guy, dumb? Huh? <laughs> you know I didn't hear no bell. What, do you think I'm punchy or dumping? Hey, what are you running, a pet store here? Them parakeets are making an awful lot of noise. <laughs> Cauliflower, for your information, this is a restaurant. Well, from what I am hearing, you're catering to nothing but boys. <laughs> Why don't you wait on them canaries? They're dinging for their dumplings. <laughs> I saw you looking at that sign in the window. Is that what you came in here about? Yeah, that's what I came in about. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> yes, I came in to see you about that sign. Uh, how long does your clearance sale last? Well, the sign doesn't say anything about a clearance sale. It says short order cook wanted. Can't you read? Step aside, you come to Super Chief. <laughs> Oh, a flamingo. <laughs> what did you ask me just a minute ago? Would you mind evaluating that again? <laughs> I said, can't you read? Sure, I can read. I can read right, reading, but I can't read writing, you see. Uh-huh. That writing is rotten. I couldn't handle it. Hey, uh, grab an apple for the teacher. The school bell's ringing again. How punchy can you get? Uh-huh. I said, how punchy can you get? Well, I don't know. That's pretty hard to tell. I'm still rather young, you know. <laughs> they, you say you need a cook on this place. Mm-hmm. How about hiring me? Well, uh, what do you know about cooking? I know plenty, boy. Yeah? I did three years of KP in the Army. Hmm? I used to cook for food for the whole regiment, and they just loved it. Some of the boys did just lick my hand. I was the pride of the Canine Corps. <laughs> the Canine Corps, huh? Yeah. What were you, a dog face? That's cute, that's cute. Didn't get a laugh, but it's cute. Say, uh, why do you want to work here? Aren't you fighting anymore? Yeah, I fight a couple nights a week to the point of Oh, hey, uh-huh. stop it! We get stop it! What's that stop it stuff you always say? Oh, that, that's Speedy. He's always playing tricks on me. Mm-hmm. He walked up and he slapped me in the back of the head, but when I turned around, he never knew. <laughs> You uh, say you fight two nights a week, then you'll want two nights a week off from this job. No, just two minutes, just two minutes. Oh. I'll get the bout over with in a hurry. I'll speed up my fall. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you're picking up the line yes, when I don't will. get a laugh, too. <laughs> but after, after the fight, though, will you feel like working? Believe me, I won't feel anything, boy. Mm-hmm. There's one thing about me. I come out of a fight the same condition as I go in, unconscious. <laughs> Yes, sir, boy. I'm quite a fighter, you know. I used to... Boy, a flock of them flew over that... <laughs> Wait, no, you can never see him. Hey, now, you take my fight that I had in Burbank last week. I was fighting, um... 
uh, Irish Irving. Yeah. And the way he went after me, you'd think he was drumming up business for some mortuary somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hit me in the nose so hard that ever since then I've been breathing down my own neck. <laughs> I hit the canvas and I bounced for five minutes. Just kept bouncing there. Mm-hmm. Finally, my, my manager had to dribble me to my dressing room. <laughs> better when you're not there. Well, no wonder you walk around on your heels. Your brains are scrambled. Oh, you think I'm punchy, huh? You want to see that rattler I room with? Yeah? That long-haired monkey? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Him and them beautiful bathrobes he runs around in all the time. That poor dunker is wearing good. What's the matter with him? Oh, he likes to show people how he's nuts about flying an airplane, you Mm -hmm. see. And he's always flying all over town just to show everybody how good he is. But in the neighborhood, oh, that poor mm. ducker. Well, what's wrong with that? He ain't got no airplane. <laughs> I know, I tune up his motor for him on a <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, Cauliflower. I can't hire you for a cook, but we need a dishwasher, and the job's yours if you want it. Oh, a dishwasher, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, now, how much did it pay? How much did it pay? How much did it pay? Top it, will you? <laughs> well, the pay is $4 a day. Well, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Mm, of course, out of that, I deduct $3 a day for your meals. Oh, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Then there's another deduction for income tax, Social Security, and medical insurance. That comes to uh, 92 cents a day. That sounds reasonable. Now, let's see. That leaves you a net earning of eight cents a day. And that's not counting your car fare. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's only ten cents a day. <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> Are you, uh, sure you want the job, Cauliflower? Sure, I need the money. <laughs> <laughs> Cauliflower... <laughs> On second thought, I don't think I can use you as a dishwasher. Oh, okay, ain't nothing of a thing. I gotta run anyhow. I'm a volunteer fireman, and I've heard a third alarm bell ringing for an ideal. Later, I gotta go. Okay. <laughs> Which brings us now to the Smith twins who will sing Down Yonder. Down yonder someone beckons to me Down yonder someone reckons on me I seem to see a race in memory Between the Natchez and the Robert E. Lee Swanee Shore, I miss you more and more Every day, my mammy land You're simply grand Down yonder when the folks get the news Don't wander at the hullabaloo there's Daddy and Mammy, there's Ephraim and Sammy, waiting down yonder for me. Way down yonder in the land of cotton, waiting for me. Way down yonder where I'm not forgotten, just wait and see. I seem to see a race in memory. Oh, way down south between the Natchez and the Robert E. Lee. Swanee Shore, I miss you more and more. Every day, my Mammy land. Simply grand down Away down yonder when the folks get the news Don't, Don't ever wonder at the hullabaloo There's Daddy and Mammy There's Ephraim and Sammy Waiting down yonder for Waiting down yonder 
And now, Jesse Cartwright, co-director of the Norge Home Economics Department, has a wash day hint for homemakers. If washing handkerchiefs is a chore you dislike, try this easy trick. Before you put the handkerchiefs in the washing machine, soak them in lukewarm salt water. Use about a tablespoon of salt to each quart of water. Of course, if you have a Norge triple action washer, you'll never have any real problem in getting clothes sparkling clean. You bet. Norge triple action washes clothes cleaner and it washes them faster. Seven minutes is average, and many loads take even less time. Rod, don't forget the automatic timer on the new Norge Pyramid model. Yes, with Norge, you can wash clothes automatically for any of five different washing times. Lightly soiled, average, and so on. You just set the timer, and Norge shuts itself off automatically. Every single feature of this new Norge Ringer washer with its non-tip pyramid construction is streamlined. Why don't you go down to your dealers and look it over? You won't know what you're missing if you don't see Norge. Our final chapter is entitled Competition, Junior Grade. And, of course, it's about Junior, the mean little kid. Uh-oh, there's that fat Joe O'Connor standing in front of his new restaurant. I gotta talk to that guy. Yoo-hoo! Mr. O'Connor, no, stay right where you is. I'm coming across the street. No, Junior, no! <laughs> Good heavens, I better see if he's all right. Junior, Junior, are you all right? No, I didn't get a scratch. I didn't get a scratch. But did you notice that Cadillac wearing that off-the-shoulder Chevrolet? (laughs) (laughs) I read that like they were a sponsor, didn't I? Junior, you know better than to run out in the street like that. Never mind, Fatso. I came over here to talk a little business with you. You, uh, let's step into your place of establishment here. Mm-hmm. Well, come on in, Junior, yes. but don't slam the door because I just put a new glass in it and it might break. Oh, you can't break a glass by slamming the door? Oh, yes, you can. I can? Well, thanks for your permission. <laughs> Junior, how could you? Well, you told me I could. Now, if you want another demonstration, you'll have to put another glass in that door. Well, for two cents, I'd give you a whipping. I should give you two cents for a whipping. I can get all I want from home for nothing. <laughs> Go on away and don't bother me, Junior. I'm busy. Yeah, you're busy. That's what I happened to come over to see you about, Fatso. I'm sorry to say, but this restaurant has to go. <laughs> Why does it have to go? Because I happen to run the lemonade stand across the street, and I'm not going to stand for any competition whatsoever, you see. Now, I'll give you just 24 hours to clear out of this neighborhood. What if I don't feel like clearing out? Well, look at this book back. I'm looking. Now, take a look at that big window. Not yours, the one on the door. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you see that? Yes. Well, put two and two together, you big stupid fat snob, <laughs> and imagine how drafty it's going to be in here. Now, Junior, there's no need to threaten me. I'm sure we can get along doing business in the same neighborhood. After all, I don't sell lemonade and you don't sell food. I do, too, sell food. My widow stand is noticed for its world-famous mud pies. Through over my counter comes the most beautiful mud pie in the world. <laughs> Now, who would buy mud pies? I'll tell you who buys it. The people that drinks my lemonade because it tastes so rotten that they buy a mud pie just to throw at me. 
You can see me after a busy day, boy. I'm loaded with pennies and I'm covered with mud. <laughs> I, is known... I is known as the filthy wit. <laughs> well, Junior, to show you there's no hard feelings, I'll give you some sugar for your lemonade. How's that? Well, now, that's mighty neighborly of you. Could you give me a lemon, too? The one I has been using is getting a little moldy. I don't know why. I've only had it for two months. Now, uh, Junior, don't look now, but here comes your mother. Uh-oh, the hairbrush kid rides again. I was wondering how long it was going to take her to discover that I figured out the combination on my crib. Oh, oh, hello, Rod. Have you seen Junior? Uh, he was here a minute ago. Oh, there he is, peeking out of the garbage disposal. <laughs> Stool pigeon. Wait till I get this half a grapefruit off of my head. Now you get out of that garbage disposal. Why? Somebody's liable to turn the switch on, and you'll clog up the plumbing. <laughs> well, it's nice to know that somebody cares for me. <laughs> hey, Mommy, you sure look pretty. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, don't start that hufty McGuffy stuff with me. What's your language? This show goes through Pasadena. <laughs> oh, stop trying to change the subject. How many times have I told you never to cross that street alone? Rod, what am I going to do with him? Well, I know a good taxidermist where you could have him stuffed cheap. <laughs> oh, Rod. How can you ever think of such a thing? He wouldn't look good hanging over the fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, look, if you're both so anxious to stuff me, how about doing it with ice cream and cake or a piece of pie or something? That banana pie cream pie that looks... Oh, Junior, now get your hands off of that pie. No, no, I want it. I'm going to stuff myself. So you Junior, can hang stop. Me over the fireplace. Now Let stop. go of me, mummy. If you folks have ever watched those uh, comedies on television, you know how this is going to end. No. <laughs> now, let go of that pie. Okay, you act for it. Oh! Enjoyed obeying you. Oh. Just wait until I get my hands on you. No, you never take me alive. Out the back door. Don't slam it, Junior. Well, that's funny. It didn't break. <laughs> Let's face it. They don't make glass like they used to. Let's face it. This is Rod O'Connor saying, remember, in refrigerators, home freezers, gas, and electric ranges, washers and water heaters, everything Norge makes, Norge makes right. Why don't you stop in at your local Norge dealers soon? See the washer that's streamlined in looks and action. The new Norge pyramid model with triple action that gets clothes cleaner in less time. And the new gentle touch wringer that gets clothes drier with less wear and tear. See this new Norge triple action washer now at your Norge dealer. And now until next week... This is Red Skelton saying thanks for listening and reminding you that you won't know what you're missing if you don't see Norge. Join us again next week for the Red Skelton Show. Red Skelton is heard in this program through the courtesy of Metro-Golden-Mayer Studios. This is a copyrighted feature transcribed from Hollywood.
This is the CBS Radio Network. All right, that's the Red Skelton Show. Going back to November 14th, 1951. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. And that's right. We're going back to the 1990s with this gem of a song. I'm a Bobby girl in the Bobby world. Like what is this? Have you heard of this? It's fantastic. It's you called Barbie Girl by Aqua, 1997. What year? 1997. The lyrics of the song are about Barbie and Ken, the dolls made by Mattel, and a lawsuit was filed by Mattel because oh, they really? used their they used their names and everything. I'll Listen bet you they it. didn't win that lawsuit. I don't know what happened. You can, I mean, Barbie and Ken are in the public domain. You can use their names. I don't know what was in the lawsuit by Mattel, but Why I bet not? they had You're some. Married to a lawyer, but I bet they had some pretty big shot lawyers in that case. <laughs> you know, there's a Barbie and Ken movie coming out. Did you know? that? I did know that. Ryan Gosling is yes. playing Ken. They they asked me, but I was you didn't want to do it. I was unavailable. You know, I almost I played was Barbie. Too tall. Here's yeah, I bet you were. Here's the thing: I was going to be Barbie, but they weren't paying me enough money, and I just expected more. Yeah, well, so, you can play Barbie. You look like Barbie. Exactly. Got the, the same. blonde hair and yeah, you know, yeah. plastic kind of like Barbie. Yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to think who's is it? Margot Robbie that is playing Barbie. I think it's Margot Robbie. Could it could be, be wrong. But Ryan Gosling, he was their second choice. And you were, yeah, you were a little too tall, I think. Because at 5'4", you really were just way well, above. Well, I had my platform shoes on. Yeah. So I was 5'6". No, even with the shoes, I'm thinking not quite. Anyway, um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, would you see that movie? No. <laughs> I mean. No. Would you? No. No, not interested. I would not. But maybe if you had little kids. You'd feel differently. I don't know if it's going to be aimed at kids. I think it's, it's not, but kids are still going to be wanting to see it. All right. We'll see. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Wolf. Carl. When we come back, it's more of Hollywood 360. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Gift your pastor a pastor box. Go to pastorbox.com. Use code I love my pastor. Get $25 off each quarterly shipment. In the next hour, Lisa William Conrad stars as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon on a Western adventure of gun smoke. Plus, we're going to play Name That Tune, right? That's right. We have our friend here in the studio, Max, and he's going to play the game with us all about The Who, formed in 1964. Wow. All right. Looking forward to uh, playing the game. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. 